Hey guys, welcome back to Behind the Desk, the podcast all about my time working in a recording studio. Now, today is all about something quite interesting in theory, but very boring in practice, and that is sampling the piano at Loft Studios. And I want to get into it super quick, so you know the usual, if you have any questions about today's episode, then give me a message on social media, links in the description below. So, sampling a piano, how on earth did this come about? Well, me and Tom were a bit bored at work a few weeks back, and out of the blue he randomly asked me, do you want to help sample the piano? Immediately I was like, what? So he explained himself a little further. Basically, we have two pianos at the studio, a grand piano and an upright one, and Tom had the idea of sampling them both and creating a contact instrument. Now, Contact is a company that makes hundreds and hundreds of sampled and virtual instruments of really high quality, and it is possible to make your own. So me and Tom decided that when we had a free day to sample the grand piano. Now, like I said at the start, in theory, this is a really cool idea. In practice, however, there's a lot more effort to put into it than either of us expected. I mean, I had an idea it would take a while, because Before we did any research, I thought we'd have to record each individual note on the piano, which would take a really long time. Turns out, there's loads more recording than just that. Because after a bit of research, as well as talking to our boss about sampling, there is more to a virtual instrument than just recording a single note and plonking them into a sampler instrument. You have to think about different velocity of notes, whether or not notes have sustain pedal on or off, We had to record the room noise to help normalise the recordings and also record the release triggers of each note because there is a slight sonic difference between the lower keys on the piano and a higher key. Oh, and then repeating everything four or five times in case the user wants to use something called a round robin. A round robin is basically when you play a note on a piano, it is never exactly the same sound. Instead, there is a, a minute difference which makes it sound real rather than sounding like a machine repeating the same note over and over again. So yeah, quite a lot of recording. More recording than I thought, and a lot more recording than Tom thought. It was quite funny actually. As we were talking to our boss, you could see the excitement draining from Tom's face uh, the more he realised how much effort this would actually take. But to be fair, he still wanted to do it, although we did skip a lot of the recordings. Mostly because we didn't have time before the other clients came in. In the end, we decided to record every third semitone, starting from C0 on the piano, which reduced the number of keys we needed to record from 89 to 33. The reason we did this was because we figured we could pitch up or pitch down the samples we record, and if we had a bigger gap between each key we sampled, it would be too synthetic when pitched. I hope that makes sense. So when we recorded these 33 keys, we had to record each note four different velocities. A quiet hit, a mid hit, a loud hit, and a very loud hit. The intention with these was to spread the samples across the 128 velocity range of virtual pianos, or just any virtual instrument. So we were planning to set the low note covering 0 to 32, the mid note covering 33 to 64, and the loud and very loud covering their respective velocity groups. Again, we wanted the piano to sound natural and realistic, so we had to cover these different velocity hits. We could have done more, but human error then became an issue. I think anybody would find it very hard to play on the key of a piano 
10 distinct different velocities consistently. So we kept it at 4 as that's all we could manage. We also thought it'd be a good idea to record each velocity at least 3 times for this round robin thing, which when put into a contact player actually sounded pretty good, so I'm glad we did that in the end. So just to keep up, we have 33 keys, 4 different velocities and each velocity repeated 3 times, making it 12 samples per key. Finally, we have to then double that 12 because we recorded the sustain pedal on and off for each note. So that becomes 24 different recordings just for one note. So quite a lot of recordings and samples. I will say this now, if you are planning to sample any instrument, I would have a very good naming scheme, otherwise you're going to get so confused, especially if you use multiple microphones like we did. In fact we had 6 microphones set up. One pair of condenser microphones set up as a Blumline pair, one condenser at the back of the piano, and that was pointing towards the corner of the piano where the high strings and the keys actually meet, one dynamic microphone under the piano, which actually sounded a lot better than I thought it would. Overall it gave a lot more body in the recording, but when mixed with the other microphones it actually sounded really nice. And finally, we had a mic technique set up called ORTF. Now this technique is quite a challenging one to set up due to the precise measurements it needs. I could go into detail the why and how it works but if I'm honest I still don't fully understand it. All I know is it is a good microphone technique when recording large instruments such as a piano or a full blown orchestra. As it gives a nice stereo width to your recording but like I mentioned it is a very precise setup to do because the distance between each microphone diaphragm needs to be at least, well, it has to be 17 centimeters apart, and the angle between where the two microphones are pointing has to be 110 degrees. And the center point between the two microphones is meant to be aligned with the center of whatever you're recording. Unfortunately, we couldn't manage this in the studio, due to not having long enough mic stands to get the exact measurements exactly where we wanted which was above the hammers of the piano strings. So I had to work out an alternative angle and distance which could give the same effect. I think in the end we settled on 50cm between mic diaphragms and an angle of 90 degrees. But by this point I didn't really care for this technique, I just wanted the recording to not sound phasey. And it didn't do that so it's all good. And that was all the prep we did for the recordings. Then we actually recorded each of these notes multiple times and I remember the whole process took almost two hours and it was so boring like you don't understand because you had to wait every 20-ish seconds before playing the next note just so the tail of the audio of the note actually just fade out naturally and like I said this went on for a few hours so not the most exciting thing to record ever the prep I thought was quite interesting because I got to learn about how people sample instruments as well as a couple of tips and tricks to avoid recording for potentially all day. But it was very much a time consuming project and it still isn't finished. I only helped with the recording side and I know Tom's working out all the mapping side of things in contact and it just looks too complicated, especially when he started showing me the coding and scripting he had to do. I will happily help him test the thing of course before we upload it to piano books, but I think it's fair to say I'm quite happy with what I've managed to help with. 
Although this is one of the few things I think I would say, avoid at all costs unless you like watching paint dry, because it is such a long and uneventful project. But that's just my opinion anyway. Let me know what you guys think at home. Does it sound like your cup of tea, or are you quite happy to leave the sampling to the professionals? Let me know at Wellsy Media. You can find my links to social media in the description down below. So, thank you for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed hearing about our attempt at sampling a piano. I've been John, and I'll see you next time.